Hello and welcome to Just Talking. We're back. We are talking about Brownie Mary, Arnold Schwarzenegger, the troll. We got happy headlines. We got life updates. Katie is in a nice flowing dress because the weather it's is a getting... It's dress. Skirt. It's a skirt. It's a Come skirt. On. The weather is getting Mr. warmer. Mr. I'm a fashion Let's designer. Let's dive in. Can't even tell the difference between a skirt and a dress. Let's talk about it. Anything Same shit. and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Babe, you're a self-acclaimed fashion designer. Wait, wait, wait. You should know these Let's things. Men's only. No, that's not true. You make women's shirts. Yeah. Begrudgingly. Because every woman I know tells me that they just buy men's shirts and uh, like they're a small or a medium or whatever size they have. But now we're making women's shirts. Hello and welcome. We're back. We've been out, down and out. Actually, Katie, the last last year when I went to spring training was the end of talk, just talking. Like we we took a break and then we never recovered. The season started. And then it wasn't until I think we moved into this house that we started doing it regularly again. We did a bunch of scattered episodes, so this is good that we bucked that cycle right away. Wait, wait, wait. So, our when the when the season starts, are we gonna stop doing just talking? No, I'd like to keep doing it every week. Oh, you say that now, but you're a whole different brain when se- baseball season comes. I think we can keep it up. Um, we're we're we local- turn into John Boy. That, that's that was, <laughs> you knew that you that was mean. Uh, There's no more Jimmy. No. Jimmy is in here, Mrs. Torrance. That's not true. And I'm gonna be localized. Last year we were in five different houses. We were decided to uproot our whole lives. We had a lot going on, and I didn't know how to do what I was my job like last year. And it was uh, I remember. Don't you remember how? How do you think you know how to do your job better this year? Yeah. Well, You're I more think more prepared, more prepared. I think we like Jake and I spent two hours on the phone. Like, what are we going to do every day? Uh, what's our schedule going to look like? What what content are we going to put on what forum places? Things like that. Like last year, I had no idea. We didn't use the website last year, which is so stupid because that's where our store is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you're get, you're getting a, a better grip on the reality of. John Boy Media and what your career is now. So you're kind of reining it all in and getting it set up. Mm-hmm. You've done a lot of early work so that you're prepared and you're yeah. not rushing to get all this stuff done before. Yeah, it'll still be chaotic, but I think it's going to be better. And Luke will be here over summer to help me out. So that's good. That's good. But l- last year, remember I kept telling you like I don't feel like I'm doing anything because I didn't have a place to sit from 9 to 5? Yeah. And this year I have that. Yeah, Sorry. now you've got your office, your downstairs office. I think maybe you should move your office. I don't know. I don't know where I was going to say that. Why? Why would I move it? Where I was gonna say. Just because it's downstairs. Like if if I'm home, I feel like I have to tiptoe around the house while you're recording. But I don't record all day. You record at some pretty like prime hours. Some morning prime and television night. hours. Yeah, morning and night. Yeah, that's true. Well, <laughs> The only times I'm home. <laughs> I'm looking at our schedule from this show. We did March 14th. We did Urban Legends. And then we didn't do another show until June 13th. Oh, wow. That's what I mean. So we we didn't do that this year. We're back. It's still March. And we're back. So that's good. And then we did all of June. One episode in July. And then once August came, we started doing it regularly again. Once we moved into this house. Yeah. So we got to keep it up. Yeah. There's, there's loyal just talking fans. Someone tweeted out. Uh, Nick Buback, actually, that's his name. He tweeted out, 
you know, my favorite podcast, and it was all John Boy Media podcasts. So it was pretty cool. Oh, Thanks, Nick. Nice. But I didn't have Just Talking on there. And someone replied, You're sleeping on Just Talking. You have to re- audible respond sometimes. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we got to get our fan base up. Uh, feels pretty, pretty, it's a little bit of a sting. To know that someone likes all of your podcasts except for just talking. Maybe he's <laughs> never heard of it. Because <laughs> we only do one a month. <laughs> no, we're going to go back to it. Yeah. Um, Jordan, are, Jordan are, and I need to get back on track and like work out. We can't, My Aunt Evelyn helped us come up with some really good name options that weren't taken. Do you want to hear some of them? Yes. Okay. Let me see if I can. Eh, maybe we'll go over this later. Because I have to go dig dig up the text message. Do you have anything else going on? Like I said, the um, weather's nicer. You're in a skirt. The weather is nice. It's weird. This is okay. This is bizarre to me because I feel like I've adapted so well and acclimated so well to the weather here. Because in California, a 50 degree day and sunny would have me in bundled up in shit. Like I'd be shivering. And now I can go outside in like my pajamas in 32 degree weather with it snowing and be totally fine. But then today or yesterday, I felt it again, that whole weird, it was so sunny. There was barely a breeze and it was probably 40 degrees and I was freezing. I took Zimmer for a walk up the block. And once we got up to the top of the block, I was like, I'm sorry, Zimmer, we got to come back. We got to go back. I'm so cold. I like that you're saying this because I went to Florida where it was 85 degrees and I came back here and I was like, oh, oh shit. God. I'm so cold. I My body got used to 80 degrees. And you were like, blah, blah, blah. That's not how I don't how see how happens. that's the same thing, though. Yes, because You just said it. <laughs> Weather is the most relative thing. Yeah. The scientists that work in Antarctica wear T-shirts when it hits 20 degrees because they're used to sub-zero. Yeah. Your body just acclimates. But that doesn't make sense because it was like reverse acclimation because we got to, we, the temperatures are rising and it's sunny, but my body's colder in that temperature range than it is in the 30s shouldn't i be more shouldn't i be walking around in a tank top and shorts now no but that does happen when it gets like when we get our first 50 degree big sun like on college campus people would go outside and act like it was july 4th just that one sporadic 50 degree (laughs) day on a college campus be like playing frisbee in the lawn girls would be getting quote unquote tans it was not it was always my favorite time in college when that the in the northeast when the first 50 degree weekend came and people acted like it was memorial day weekend but it was just you know a war a 50 degree weekend in march this weather is definitely getting me excited for gardening i'm i'm i was just telling jimmy today that come the next couple weeks if this weather persists i have to go out and buy some gardening supplies because all mine are back in california and I got to do what makes me happy, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the turning of the seasons changes your mood. Like, oh, I'm sick of winter, but I'm so excited for spring and summer. Getting excited for something is better than when it happens. Like, anticipating niceness is better than the niceness. It, it, it's the biggest with fall. The thought of fall is so much better than actual fall or you actually you get maybe three days of actual fall where you're like outside apple picking enjoying that weather the rest of you're just like inside or it's rainy but the thought of fall when the end of summer is coming and you get to think about fall that's the best thing in the world it's better than actually fall i i 
have to disagree with you. I think fall is magical all the way through just because you're you're going through this transition state. Fall is like the biggest transition state between like it it really is just a uh how do you how do you it's like the blending of summer and winter. That's what it is. It's right in between. <laughs> so shut spring, the fuck up. <laughs> spring's the same way. Well, you've never experienced a spring through. I've this never way, experienced right? spring because California is spring year round and it is miserable because my allergies are insane. I mean, I, my doctor told me to start taking Zyrtec year round when I was like twelve. Oh, I take Zyrtec every day. Every day. But here, you don't need to do that. The changing of the seasons is what I disliked about where we lived in California. You had a wet spring. And then a, a long, long summer. Yeah. And here, it's like, yeah, the back end of the season suck, but you get so excited for it to change. It's just, there's always something to look forward to. Right. Yeah. I, I, I have not been Besides sick Besides the people that hate snow. I have not been sick of winter yet because our winter was so mild. I don't feel like I really got a good taste of it. And I also kind of miss, I miss California winters where we would go and spend a weekend in Tahoe. Well, you can do that here. We just didn't. Like, we could have went skiing with my Aunt Carol. And yeah. See, I missed out on that this, this year, and that's something I really get. I like doing. I genuinely enjoy going up to the mountains and, and snowboarding. Or That know, is a different in California because the snow doesn't life. come to you. You make sure to go to the snow for a weekend. Right. Well, and I grew up, I mean, Lisa, Lisa and Mike and Jess live in Truckee. So I grew up going to Truckee every winter, like, you know, a couple weekends here and there. Yeah. And just making sleigh ride paths or sledding paths. And, oh, God. Yeah, I wanted to go sledding with the boys and stuff, but we didn't. Yeah. It didn't really snow that, that much. So we would have had to go way out of our way to, to get to the snow. Yeah. All right. You ready to get, go into our topics? Really quickly, I want to talk about how sore I am. Okay. I'm pretty sore, too, because I got a massage and the dude just beat up my pecs. Yeah, that's a different kind of sore. That's a sore that no one feels sorry for. You got a massage. It didn't feel good. Well, why don't you tell him to lighten up? No way. Then he'd be like, wow, you're a huge pussy. I think I would sacrifice my pride and manhood over my over my relaxation. I mean, you're paying to no, be there. There's, it's to such be a weird, such a weird thing. If it was a female masseuse, I would have been like, just, I just want to feel good today. Like, I just want to get a relaxing massage, you know, but with the male masseuse, they sit down, they're like, well, all right, what are we working on today? And I'm like, okay, fuck. Think of something. Think of something. I'm like, Oh, my back sucks. I sit in a chair all day. And he was like, what, how long? I was like, well, from nine to 9am to midnight, I basically sit in my chair. He's like, that's, that's not good. <laughs> I was like, well, there are 10 minute spurts where I go drive Katie to work. <laughs> <laughs> you just get a different, different type of chair. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he was like, well, you're probably because you're hunched over. Your pecs are probably super tight. Let's try and loosen those up. And then he did like 30 minutes just fucking like tearing apart my chest. It's still sore. He was like, yeah. He was like, wow. He was like, wow. Weird, your weird your that you pecs carry... are so tight. I've never heard of anyone carrying tension in their pecs. Well, he says because I sit like this, that they're always just bunched up and they're never stretched out. Oh, I see. Zimmer's, Which, do, Zimmer's doing something really cute right now. Putting his head on your leg? Yeah. <laughs> he wants to feel you and get pet. I know. I'm trying to pet him, but I can't. My I arms s- are so short. I stole your thunder. Why are you sore? You wanted to tell people why you're sore. Because I 
because I did my first workout in months after I, so I was doing the yoga every day and jogging as many days as I could. And then I threw my, threw my back out, which always happens. And now I've decided to swear off jogging. I'm not going to do it anymore. I, my surgeon told me I shouldn't. And I have ignored that suggestion since I had my surgery and I've had, had, had to go to the chiropractor or my spine doctor so many times since then and I swear it's because of jogging so I'm not gonna jog anymore or if I do it'll only be light jogging and it'll be you know once a, once every so often but so it's, it's been a few months since I was doing something active regularly and then the other day I got my my loop bands the like resistance loops mm-hmm. out and did a that and did a routine it was four exercises and you had to do it four times and i swear to god it it took me 16 minutes not even to do this workout and the rest of the day my legs were jelly couldn't walk straight and then the next day i go to work and i'm hobbling around work like i've got a stick up my ass and my customers and you didn't right and i didn't and my <laughs> customers my regulars that come for bingo were like katie are you okay and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Why she's you're walking kind of weird. I'm like, oh, okay. You guys will like this. They're all in their like 50s, 60s. I thought they'd get a kick out of it. I was like, yeah, I worked out. They're like, oh God, okay. You make us feel pretty good. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, I'm sore from one workout, one 15 minute workout. Still sore today, two days later. Two sore people coming, coming at you on the pod. That's just, I think that's the in, the real indication of spring from the standpoint of a lazy person is when you get the urge to work out and you're sore for weeks and then you don't work out again until you're not sore. <laughs> that's, this, that's the first sign of spring. Yeah, it's the toughest part about working out. You're just constantly sore. Yeah, but now it's we're getting ready for sunny weather. Everyone's going to be in bathing suits and short and small clothes. That's what you think. So got to be, be fit, you know? All right. Ready? Going into our main topics, I got two for you today. First one I think you're really going to enjoy if you don't know about her already. A woman who goes by, br- went by, Brownie Mary. Have you heard of her? Mm-mm. I'd be interested to hear if your parents have heard of her because she was a Bay Area, she was a Bay Area activist in the 80s and 90s. She died in 1999. Brownie Mary she was born in, I don't know, Chicago or somewhere. She was very Catholic. She's name is Mary Jane. Born in Chicago, raised in Minnesota. She left all of that. She once fought back against a nun. She moved to San Francisco. She had a daughter who died getting hit by a drunk driver, which is terribly sad. Oh, wow. Moved back to San Francisco. And her claim to fame is she's basically the Florence Nightingale of medical marijuana. She would bake cannabis brownies and sneak them into hospitals and walk around and give them to AIDS patients and then cancer cancer patients. Real quick side note, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page that you had a link to and un- you know how it gives the tidbits of born, died, occupation. Under occupation, she has hospital volunteer, cannabis activist, baker, and waitress. Yeah, she was a waitress before she started doing all this. Nice. Gives me hope. <laughs> Um, but it's pretty cool. I guess she was like really, really monumental and instrumental into the medical marijuana because people refused to believe it was medicinal. 
and it is so medicinal. It is. It is. If you believe in God, it's God's plant. I mean, you don't have to believe in God. You can still know it's medicinal. It's just how it has so Smoke many healing once. properties. Yeah, Jimmy. Wow, you're a real good example of of that mindset turnaround. You love weed now. Well, it's basically I didn't know how to turn my brain off for the longest time. And weed does that now. Weed turns your brain off? Off, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, it's the opposite for you. Yeah, it gets my brain going. No, because I, I, I work from 9 to 12, and then we've talked about the tech. You mean it helps you unwind. It helps your brain to, to stop making those lists and stop and stop working on overdrive. Like, okay. If it's I, an, it's if, an unwinding tool. It's like this If thing. I work from 9 to tw- midnight, and then from then I'm like, all right, I got to lay in bed now and go to sleep, and I'll put on an episode of Cheers... As Cheers is playing, I'll be thinking, okay, what's tomorrow's to-do list? What did I not get to today? And I'll open up another window and start taking notes and writing notes down. When I smoke, I lay in bed and I simply just watch Cheers. For me, it really depends on the strain. And I laugh at Cheers. That I'm, yeah. Definitely for me, it is also, it helps me unwind from the day. It helps me relax and kind of, you know, melt into the chair and, and just... Let everything that happened in the day go. But there's also times when, like, if I smoke to be productive, that's a thing. That's not a thing. It is definitely a thing. Ask anyone. My favorite thing to do, or that used used to do, I don't really do it anymore, is get a little bit high, do my deep cleaning of the house, make out all my lists, work out all my, you know, expenses. I mean, for me, it helps me. So like I have generalized anxiety, so that means I've got lists in my head that don't make any sense and don't make any sense until I verbalize them or write them down. And sometimes it's so hard for me to even do that because I, I just can't get it from my brain to my hand, to the pa- pen, to the paper. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? But when I smoke, it slows all of that down Yeah. so that I can I can really work through and process those lists in my head or those those, you know, mental barriers. Mm-hmm. So, I love weed. <laughs> the only thing I've recorded while high is talking songs. Yeah, because it helps you. You're talking about songs and. Well, and I'm not trying to be like punchy. Thoughts. Like when it's Jake and I, or you and I, or me and Six Pack Cinema, I wouldn't be able to be like quick thinking while right. high. But talking songs. You don't need to be. Do you know talking songs is picking up steam? I'm like That's cool. I don't know what the numbers are. Are you still doing it consistently? Yeah. I I record four in a sitting and then I spread those out for two weeks and then I record four in a sitting. Oh, that's cool. And uh I've getting a lot of people are sending requests. I got like five requests recently, and this one guy found me on Twitter that doesn't follow me for anything else, I don't think. Because he tweeted me and he said, Put your Twitter in your bio, please. Big fan of talking songs. Do can you do this? And then he requested another one. And I looked up, and he's not a Yankees fan. He didn't follow me. Oh, cool! So I think he just found it. Yeah. So recently, I'm talking songs. I've done. I'm actually out now. No, I have one more. I have one more left, and then I need to record four more. I just did uh, Chatham County Line, tallest man on earth. I like tallest man. And on Noah earth. on the whale. I like Noah. You know how I do it now? I have a wheel with 100 bands on there. No, I didn't know that. I have a wheel on a website, wheeldecide.com, and I have 100 bands on there. 
and I just sit down, I turn the mic on, and I go, okay, let's spin the wheel, and I spin the wheel, and then it lands on an artist, and then I go, okay, I guess we're talking about Noah and the Whale today, and then I... And then when you're done with that artist, do, you, do they get taken off the wheel? Some do. So Chatham County Line got taken off the wheel, because I said, this is, I can only talk, I only like two songs by this, so I yeah. talked about the two songs. Um, Tallest Man on Earth, they stayed on the wheel. Because I love, he stayed on the way. I love Talisman. I could talk about multiple songs. Mm-hmm. So it all depends. Uh, knowing the whale off the wheel. Um, that sounds fun. Sounds, I got to listen to this. Well, I don't know. It's different because it's, I don't have any, it's the only one I do alone and I'm high during it. So <laughs> I think that's the best way to talk about music. You can really break things down and analyze them. I just go into stories. Quick. You don't usually, need to be witty. Like this is what I, this is what this song reminds me of. And then it's usually a story about yeah. my past. I mean, that's the power of music. My friend Anna, um, when she came to visit, she told me about something she does with her Spotify. She creates playlists for every month because she's always picking up new music like you do. Mm -hmm. But she saves it. So if she finds a new song or she finds a song that she, you know, an old song she used to listen to a lot and listens to it during that month, she'll save it to that playlist. So then she can always go back to the months like say she just wants to pick a random playlist. So she'll say February, 2016 and she'll listen to all that music and it'll bring back all the memories of what she was doing that month and that year. Oh yeah. That's what I do. So like, that's gotta be good for just your memory in general. Your, that's why I have a good memory because I kept a journal. I kept an active journal from 13 to 20. I have it somewhere and I printed it all out. It's, it's like a thousand pages. Jeez. Yeah, and then when you go back and you reread your journal, that's just memory testing. I also map my way through old towns. I do a bunch of stuff, which is why I have a good memory. I think I need to be like, a little I don't bit think more I just, active I don't, about... I don't just naturally have a really good memory. I do things. I enjoy doing them. I have a very selective memory. I think most people do. Yeah, I don't have a good memory at all. Yeah. I can't remember what I did yesterday, but I can tell you... I can... I can I don't even know. I, it's very specific about the things that I remember and they're very strange things. And they always end up putting me in like an awkward position to be like, Oh, you remember that time you did that thing and you were wearing that outfit and they're like, why would you, how do you remember that? That's really creepy. Katie couldn't tell you. I have memories of the first time I listened to a song, like the next episode of talking songs I'm doing. It's guy Clark, you know, guy Clark. Mm-mm. Well, I wish I was in the, Austin. Mm-hmm. I like that song. Yeah, so I did that song. I did another song called "My Favorite Picture of You," and this is this is not anything anyone should remember. The first time I listened to the song "My Favorite Picture of You," I was at work. I put my headphones in because I had to go poop at the office, and I went to uh, Spotify, and it was like uh, recommended for you. And I was guy Clark and I put on my favorite picture of you. And then while I was going to the bathroom, I listened to it and then I was like, Whoa, I really like this song. I was really, should not remember that. Right. But as soon as I hear it, I'm like, Oh, I remember where I first heard this one. I was really thinking it was going to be something like romantic or sweet. No, it was me me shitting. It was literally you sitting on the toilet, taking a shit. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's a really good song. My favorite picture of you. It's uh, what's this? It's probably out right now. If you're listening to this, no, it's gonna be out tomorrow on Friday. That's tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah tomorrow's so it's Friday. Out, so it's out today when you're listening to this. All right. Well, anyway, Brownie Mary. She got arrested three times, Katie. For for dealing pot. Yeah, uh, she got arrested one time. They caught her in her off house, and she pled guilty, and she got, uh, she had to do like 
uh, custom. What's it called when you have to do? Shit, there's brain farting on this term. Describe the. Well, you get instead of paying your fine, you can do community service. I was mm-hmm. saying, I was thinking customers at community. So she was like, "Okay, I'll do community service. I'm a fucking activist. It's the easiest thing in the world." And she worked with. She just did hours volunteering at like an AIDS clinic or whatever. That's by giving them yeah. brownies. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was walking down San Francisco with a case full of brownies while she was on probation. And she walked past the very cops that arrested her the first time. They're like, "Hey, what's in that bag?" And it was pot. And then she got arrested the third time, and they took her to court. It was like the U.S. versus Mary June Rathman is her last name or whatever it is. And basically, there was all these groups that were trying to move medical marijuana, like make it a known thing to the U.S. And they had no idea how to get the general public to be on their side. And then here was this old lady. She wasn't even that old, but she looked old who got arrested for giving marijuana to AIDS patients and cancer patients as medicine. And she was like there's an old lady who grew up Catholic and, you know, sweet old lady, but she said she had the mouth of a sailor. But anyway, so they tapped into that. They're like, Oh my God, this is it. This is how we tell everyone in the Midwest and the East coast that this is a real thing. It's actually medicinal. So she became like the hero of that. And it got such big backlash and they were able to argue that she was not cooking and selling and distributing marijuana for any profitable reason at all. It was all charitable and to help people. So that was like her lawyer's case. And then they just dropped it. They're, all right. We're not going to. Wow. So they dropped all the charges, even though they had like hard evidence that she was doing. This. Right. She was distributing marijuana, which was legal. But right. the uproar in the movement was so big. Um. So they dropped it, and then what happened was they used this case. Hold on. They used this case to decriminalize. Uh, where is it? Let me find the correct wording. The board passed a resolution making the arrest of arrest or prosecution of people in possession of or growing medical cannabis the lowest priority. So basically decriminalized it. Yeah. And it's still not allowed, but we're not going to put any effort into getting these people in trouble. Right. Uh, the board recognized Rathman's volunteer work at the hospital by declaring August 25th, Brownie Mary Day. That's five days after my birthday. Yeah. And you love weed. And I love weed. <laughs> <laughs> so I never knew about this, that about her. She died in 1999. And, uh, she got like all these awards. She uh, often appeared in public wearing polyester pantsuits. What's that mean? Just suits? What's polyester? Uh, poly- yeah, just pantsuits. Yeah. That made me think it was something crazier. And then I like Googled polyester and it was just a suit. No, just a suit. So she just wore like, pantsuits. Okay. Not a, not a wool suit. You know how in the 70s wool suits were like a big thing. And the- she was said to have the mouth of a sailor. So that's cool. She survived colon cancer and walked with an artificial knee. She died wow. in 1999. There was a big vigil for her. What'd she die of? Rathburn suffered from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease oh, and heart. osteoarthritis. Oh. But, uh. So the weed didn't help with that then. 
She's self-medicated by consuming half a cannabis. I, haven't had, I can't do edibles. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Honestly, she did it. She was she was Brownie Mary. You think she, she were- can't? I can't have an ed- I can't do edibles. <laughs> I can't do it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They just. She did it. She was she was Brownie Mary. You think she, she wasn't eating edibles? Yeah. She, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point, Jimmy. Excellent point. Yes. All right. Cool. New uh, new hero. This would have been a good episode for um, International Women's Day. Well, we didn't have an episode then, so this is our International Women's Day. Yeah. Episode. There you go. A little delayed. I also read something else interesting. Oh, let me do the, let me do a little slide whistle. <laughs> New topic. Do you know that Arnold Schwarzenegger is funny and a troll? No, I didn't know that. I, there's this, uh, I just go through the most interesting thing on Reddit in the last month. And uh, so uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger faked interest in the movie Stop or My Mom Will Shoot You to trick Sylvester Stallone into starring in it. <laughs> Wait, what? Stallone later called the movie maybe one of the worst films in the entire solar system, including whatever aliens are producing that we've never seen. So there was a big rivalry between them because they were the biggest action stars. Yeah. So this is what someone asked Arnold Schwarzenegger about this. Like, is this true? Because it was a big myth in Hollywood forever. And his reply was, true. I read the script. It was so bad. You know, I've also done some movies that went right in the toilet, right? That were bad. But this was really bad. So I went in. This was during our war, him and Stallone. And I said to myself, I'm going to leak out that I have tremendous interest. I know the way it works in Hollywood. I would then ask for a lot of money. So then they'd say, let's go give it to Sly. Maybe we can get it, get it from him for cheaper. So they told Sly, Schwarzenegger's interested. Here's the press clippings. He's talked about that. If you want to grab that one away from him, this is available. And he went for it. He totally went for it. A week later, <laughs> I heard about it. Sly is singing now to do this movie. And I said, pumped his fist, yes. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> That's pretty incredible. And also kind of like, I know that can be really uh, bad for uh, the career of an actor, but that's like kind of harmless and wholesome at the same time. <laughs> like that's his way of <laughs> I mean, he got God. pulling he one over. An, he didn't do anything mean. He's just playing. Everyone's playing the game. Yeah. Sly could have read the script and said, what? Why is Arnold doing this? Is I'll Sly, let him. Is Sly a, a nickname for Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. I never, I've never heard that. Oh, yeah. This was a nickname for Sylvester. Mm. He could have read the script and said, "This is garbage." Arnold's doing this. I'll let Arnold do it. Yeah, so, that would have been the smart yeah. <laughs> response. So not, it is harmless. Like Sly still did it to himself. And then on this thread, people were just talking about other times Arnold had trolled people like this. Mm-hmm. And this story was in Rolling Stone in 1978. So Arnold oh, was. Wow. This is when he was king of bodybuilding. And whatever. He like reinvented the game and all that shit. So he tells this story about a guy came in and said he wanted to learn a new technique in posing. Like doing all the muscle poses. Yeah. The old ones he'd already perfected. So I had him pose for me and the guy looked like an idiot. So I said, okay, if you think you're a good poser now, I'm going to make you so much better. And make you look and make him look like a bigger idiot. (laughs) So I told the guy... The new system in posing is to scream while you're posing. And he said, how does it work? And I said, it's obviously a secret. It's from America. Whoever does it first in Europe will obviously be the winner of many contests. He got oiled up, a big mess. And I said, the lower your hands are in the pose, the lower your voice have to scream. 
And the higher your hands are, the higher you have to scream. <laughs> and he growls. Oh, okay. That guy said, that sounds kind of impressive. Impressive. That really will let people know you're up there. So I trained the guy for two days, and a week later was the Mr. Munich contest. And I told him that he should swear not to tell anybody because I was afraid somebody would tell him, you're stupid, don't do this. He continues. Um, so he promises, and the Mr. Munich contest comes around. I told him that he should run out with a loud scream, and he ran out dripping in oil and started screaming, oh, ah, with, high, with weird eyes. They pulled him off stage and drove him away. <laughs> they, they took it so seriously. He kept screaming, Arnold, help. They don't understand me. He came back a week later and said, what happened, Arnold? And I said, they weren't educated enough. <laughs> then Arnold said, I only do that when a guy's really an asshole. If somebody comes to me and says, Arnold, I really need help. I will take the time and sit down with the guy and put him on the program. That'll definitely help. But if someone comes to me and says, I have the best routine. And as a matter of fact, I'm stronger than you are. And I have bigger arms than you, but I want to be much bigger. How do I do it? then I'm going to fuck with him. Yeah, that seems fair. Yeah. That seems like the right thing to do. Didn't know he was a professional troll. Do you think the the guy that got trolled in that in that scenario, uh, did that bring him any humility? Um, or do you think he's still a big asshole? Still a big asshole. Mm. He, holds, he puts a chip on his shoulder and just says, Arnold's the asshole. Yeah. Yeah. He kind of was. <laughs> he kind of was. That's hilarious, though. Yeah. <laughs> that's good that's funny Stallone in quotes about the movie don't shoot or uh, or whatever I'll get my mom on you I forget what it was called <laughs> Stallone said this is his full quote maybe one of the worst films in the entire the entire solar system including alien productions we've never seen a flatworm could write a better script in some countries China I believe they run the movie once a week on government television and it's lowered the birth rate to zero if they ran it twice a week, I believe 20 years China would be extinct. <laughs> <laughs> he said that about a movie he started. Oh, it's boy. It's the same guy that wrote Blank Check, which is a masterpiece. What's Blank? you never seen Blank Check? You're probably too so. young. Oh. Kid gets a Blank Check, write, writes out like a million, bajillion dollars, and buys himself a mansion and lives it as a kid, gets himself a butler. Hmm. Then like Who's falls in... in love with a 30-year-old. It's kind of creepy. Wait, that sounds like... That sounds like big to me. No, big is when he's a little kid and becomes a. It's it's a similar. Grown man, yeah. It's similar, but he doesn't become no. a grown man. He's just a little kid. Got it. Okay. Just very rich. All right. He moves out his pants. All right. Let's move on to Katie's happy headlines. Jimmy's just in the corner panting now. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Your face is very red. Always? <laughs> Redder than usual. All right. First on Katie's Happy Headlines. In the last five years, Kenya's poaching rates have dropped by 85% for rhinos and 78% for elephants. That's great news. That means there's hope for humanity. Okay. <laughs> I guess you're not as excited about this as I am. I don't care about animals as much as you. That's, yeah. Real character flaw of yours. New Jersey teen overcomes homelessness and is accepted into 17 colleges. What colleges? It's just headlines only. Okay. So okay. that doesn't matter. 
Good Samaritan, who saved women from machete attack, named finalist for National Bravery Award. That's cool. How'd they overcome it? I, what do you mean overcome it? Like, how'd they, how do you get attacked by a machete and win? No. You... Do you want me to read it again to read you? Read it again, yeah. Are you, are you paying attention yes, this time? Yes, yes, yes. Good Samaritan who saved woman from machete attack named finalist for National Bravery Award. So, Still same question. How did they save her, the woman from a machete attack? You No, you you heard it as if he was attacked yeah, by... Yeah, but I still have the same question. what they do? Did they just shoot him it's dead? It's headlines only. I don't know. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but imagine them. I mean, how often do machete attacks happen? Depends. Uh, in some regions, I think and like super quick. The Amazon, I'm thinking it's just machete attack a day. <laughs> <laughs> but we talking about accidental a, we ta- attacks. We, we're talking about machete attacks on humans. <laughs> yeah. Okay, because machete attacks on like, branches and trees. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Disabled animals given new lease of life at Israel Sanctuary. And the image for this one was just a a pig with one eye. One-eyed pig? A one-eyed pig, and it was so that used to be my nickname. heartbreaking. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get that one? <laughs> uh, didn't. <laughs> you just gave it to yourself just yeah. now? <laughs> All right. Robert returns money after checking woman's bank balance. Okay, so this one is super relatable because every time I go into the bank to deposit, I'm a waitress. So I carry like a few hundred dollars in cash on me at most, most times. And when I go to deposit, it's like a big sum of money and I get so, and I go to the ATM. I don't go into the bank and I get really, really nervous. Like I'm super paranoid. I'm always looking around me, making sure there's no one coming at, sneaking up behind me. But then I think like whoever the the robber is or whoever decides to rob me one day, I'm just going to say, hey man, can you just take a look at my bank account? Maybe you'll have a little sympathy for me, a little empathy because <laughs> I'm dead broke. I need this. Yeah. Well, it's nice to know that some robbers would. Yeah. I think they did a sketch. On, that was a sketch on Broad City. It was um, what's his name? What's that actor's name? David? No, not David. Um, the one with the bug, buggy eyes, big lips, skinny white guy, old. He's older now. I don't know. Ah shit. Anyways, he played a bank uh, a robber, and he he robbed. Anyways, yeah, that literally happened in a oh, show. Cool. So that's the end of Happy Headlines. That, that was it. That was all of it. Hey, I didn't make a single reading mistake. You wrote them in your own handwriting. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, I got to write things out before I read them. I think that really helps with the the process. Yeah. All right. Now up. Indulgences. Before you disperse, I would beg your indulgence for a moment. I don't... I don't have... What the fuck? Um, shit. I don't have many indulgences right now. I've just been trying to crush cheers before Yankees season starts. Um... So I don't have much. And the only other things I've watched are for Six Pack Cinema Podcast that we're going to review. But there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things I want to watch really badly. Happen Leonard, the documentary about the losers, a lot of stuff. Katie, give us five seconds of your indulgences and then we'll end the podcast since you're squirming and have to pee really bad. <laughs> um, right now, so I just finished Queen Sugar. It's been like five months since I started that book. Um, it was good. I like the end of it. 
kind of depressing. Now I'm on to a book called The Tuscan Child and I'm about 20 pages in and so far I really like it. It's a, a post-World War II um, family mystery. The cover of that book looks good. Like every time I see it lying around the house, I'm like, that that's a good cover, but I don't, I don't want to read it. No, I got I too many books I got to read already. Yeah, yours are all history books, you nerd. You nerd. How is that more nerdy than they're all just stories? Mine are just happen to be true. But yours aren't yours aren't laid out in like a, a clever narrative. It's just what happened. I guess you are someone who's never read a history book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give you <laughs> Correct. I've never read it. I hate history. <laughs> I'll give you Dodge City right now. It's about Wyatt Earp and Bat Masterson taming Dodge City and it is written Have this- you finished it? No, I'm uh Halfway through, I do like I do like old western. It's stories. written. It's written very much like a narrative. Okay, but it I'll just happens it. to be true. Yeah, I'll read that. Okay. After my other books, I have to read. Yeah, I got a bunch over there. <laughs> got one about Meriwether Lewis and uh, Clark and Wild Bill Hickok. I love Wild the, I love the Wild Hickok. West. I'm really hooked on it right now. Let's then watch I, a western soon. Okay, sounds good. All right, that's the end of this show. I'm going to play the song Paul by Big Thief, or have I used I th- that already? I think you have used that already. Damn it. I think I have two now that we said it. Hmm. Do you have a song? I had a song I yesterday. Th- so, oh, so we have a new website. If you go to justtalkingpodcast.com, it should take you there. If it doesn't, because it's not set up correctly yet, just go to johnboymedia.com. And from there, you can see all the shows that I do and I help produce. Go check it out, johnboymedia.com. You can go to the section of just talking. And I think I'm going to try and put like links to the Brownie Mary pictures and stuff like that. There's, um, a shirt. If anyone wants to just talking shirt and, and, Oh, what I was saying is like for talking songs, I heard a song yesterday and I just wrote about it. Like I wrote, I'm going to start writing just blogs more. Do you have a song you want to play? Yes. What is it? This one was sent to me by Justine. I don't think you'll like it, but I like it. What is it? I have to play it. Not you. Oh, okay. It's called loving is easy by Rex orange County. Benny sings. Okay. The cover art sucks. So here we go. Thank you guys for listening. We will be with you next week. We hope try your hardest, do your best. Don't hold your pee for hours on end. You get a urinary tract infection. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Oh